0: Ask Reddit is an online forum where people can go to post questions about almost anything. If you're seeking advice or you want to satisfy your curiosity, AskReddit is the place to go. And with nearly 20 million subs and 90,000 users online at any given moment, you're bound to get multiple answers to your question. There are questions like, what movie screwed you up as a kid? What is the most thoughtful gift you've ever gotten? But from time to time, you get a different kind of question with a serious label, asking people about their experiences, like this one, for example. Serious, what is the creepiest thing you've read or seen on Reddit? With so many users, hundreds if not thousands show up to share their experiences. And with Reddit's voting system, only the best and creepiest stories rise to the top. And that brings me to the topic of this video, Nearly three weeks ago, a user by the name of Paul Meister asked the community, hikers, campers, and hunters of Reddit, what is the most creepy or unexplained thing you've experienced in the wild? It received a staggering 1,670 replies. And with permission from the authors, these are 11 of the most upvoted and creepy confessions from different users. The top reply to this post was by KidPix666. My old man was an avid outdoorsman in the Colorado Rockies in the late 80s. He'd go out on week-long treks with his buds. One summer, they'd been out for a few days in Pikes National Forest. They set up camp in a ravine they thought was safe. That night, my dad unzipped the tent to take a leak in the dark, and outside stood a pair of pale, bare feet. My dad screamed and zipped the tent back up. Everyone else woke up and asked what was wrong. My dad said that someone was barefoot out there. They went out and flashed their lights for a bit, hollering. My dad swore he saw what he saw and described the feet in detail. They were old, blotchy feet. One even had a lump on the ankle. Tony, his bud, asked which foot, left or right. My dad said it was on the right. Then Tony said they needed to move their camp immediately. My dad asked why. Tony said they didn't have time. They went along with it and packed up and moved to the top of the hill. The next morning, they woke up to find a flash flood had torn through the ravine during the night. It would have surely taken all of them. Tony's grandfather had just passed away a month prior, and one of the last things he said to him was that he would always watch over him. The feet my dad described reminded Tony of his grandfather's very feet. My dad is highly religious, supernatural or not. Someone's visions of paranoia saved their lives that night. The second story here is by Scotty V.I., who would like the story credited to the name Kane. It goes as follows. I went camping in southeast Ohio once with my dad and sister, miles away from civilization. As it started to get dark, my dad and I started to prep food for the fire while my sister went to change in her tent. A couple of minutes later, she walks over to me and asks, Were you outside my tent? I asked her why, and she tells me that someone walked out from the direction of the trees to her tent and placed their hand on the wall of it. She smacked the hand away, thinking it was me screwing with her, but when she came out, no one was there. We tell my dad, and he admits to doing it, and we left it at that. The problem there was I knew it wasn't him, because I was with him the whole time. Later that night, I asked him why he lied about it, and he told me it was too late to go home, so there's no sense in scaring my sister when there's nothing to do about it. I stayed in my sister's tent that night, and I didn't go to sleep. We stayed for another night without incident, But I couldn't get my mind off of the fact that we weren't alone. The third story here is by Great White Gibby. This is their experience. I walked up on a fugitive from the law while doing nighttime land navigation tests when I was in the military. The short version of the story is we passed a lot of law enforcement on our way out to the land nav course. And as we got to the staging area, the radio news piped on to talk about the manhunt going on in the area. Some guy had been chased across something like four states and they chased him into the woods here. The police presence was a good few miles from the nav course, so we kept on. I got my coordinates and headed out for the daytime part. Got my nighttime coordinates, then headed back out into the woods to wait for dark to continue moving. At this phase of training, it was common for the instructors to come mess with you while you're navigating to simulate a combat environment. They'd throw gas at you or stuff like that, so you had to escape and evade. Anyway, I was coming up to my last point, and there was a field between me and it, so I stopped near the tree line and watched for a moment. I can see something moving across the field. I can't tell what it is, but it's big. So my gut reaction was that it was the instructors coming to mess with me. I moved back in and tried to let them pass, but they kept moving closer. I decided I was gonna get the drop on them and attack first. I had a rubber rifle, and the SOP to engage with this thing was to yell bang, bang, bang for notional combat like that. So as the figure got close, I jumped up and yelled, Marines, bang, bang, bang. And right as I did that, the silhouette shouted, Oh, F, and ran off. It didn't sound like any instructors I knew. I kind of messed myself for a moment, found a new hiding spot in the tree line, and waited for a while to make sure whoever that was didn't come back. After about 45 minutes or so, I decided to get it over with and booked it across the field. I got my last point, then hauled tail back to the staging area. Both the instructors were hanging out, and they asked me what all the shouting was about. I told them my story, and they decided to call it a night. The next morning, news was all over the place that authorities had caught the guy, apparently two miles from where I'd run across him. The fourth story is by a user who would like to remain anonymous. Here goes. I was camping with a friend in Zion and had just laid down to go to sleep. We hear big footsteps right outside of the tent. We say hello, but don't hear any response. So we hit the side of the tent to scare away whatever the animal was. But we didn't hear any retreating footsteps. I looked outside and there was nothing there. After a few silent minutes, we heard the footsteps right outside the tent again. No approaching sound or anything. Probably just a deer or elk, I hope. But it was terrifying. Our fifth story is credited to C808. The full username will be on screen. Thanks, YouTube. Here's their story. I camped out with a couple of friends in the mountains of Maui for two days, and during the second night, we heard what we thought were the night marchers. They're said to be the spirits of Hawaiian warriors who march to hiaus or battle sites. To see them directly, and more importantly, have them see you looking at them, is supposed to be terrible, as in they may end your life and take your spirit What you're supposed to do is go inside mainly, but if you can't, you lie face down on the floor and you don't look up at them no matter what you do. Anyway, we were exhausted from finishing a long hike on the second day and just as we were getting ready to crash early, just after sunset, we hear what sounds like drums. They weren't loud at first, but they got louder over the course of maybe 10 minutes. One of my buddies, who grew up in the upcountry and is half Hawaiian, starts to freak out and he tells us in a panic to get inside the tents and lie face down and don't get up until we couldn't hear the drums anymore. I mean, he's wild-eyed and frantic. So we all hustle inside the tent and lay face down on our backs for what seemed like an hour. The drumming got louder for maybe 10 more minutes And after a bit, I could hear the sounds of people marching like the clacking of wood, footsteps, and other difficult-to-describe sounds. Right when the sounds got the loudest, I began to smell what I thought was maybe roadkill, but kind of burnt smelling. After about a minute of that, the smell faded pretty quickly, and the sounds got further away. I didn't move until I heard my friends getting up, but we didn't even bother trying to sleep after that. We were heading back to the car first thing in the morning, but we decided to pack out right then and there. This happened maybe two years ago, and while we have gone camping since, we now avoid that area entirely and generally stay closer to home. Pushing Comics replies, Did you think about looking just in case there was a mundane reason? The author answers, honestly, no. We were off the beaten path on private land, no real trails. It would be really odd coming across another person walking around there without it being the landowner or someone we knew. And the odds of that many people being out there marching and knowing we were there are pretty low. But that's hindsight speaking. At the time, It was the fear coming from my friend that kept me from doing anything. He had a hand on my arm and a hand on my buddy's arm basically clamping down, so I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have let me go, even if I wanted to, which I didn't. Another user chimes in with, crazy or no, your friend protected you. Story number six comes from TJ Bullerman, and this is how it goes. My brothers and I have a cabin in Virginia. We had been hunting the land for years. One trip, I stumbled upon a road I've never noticed before. It looked as though the deer had been using this road frequently, so I was excited at the discovery. But as I walked, the dread set in, and I became very nervous, like I did not belong there, like I was unwelcome. I pushed forward anyway, as the sign of deer was overwhelming. At the end of the road is a house, or what was left of one, that had burned in a fire. My skin is crawling at this point, and every instinct I have is telling me I need to leave. Soon, I cannot ignore the feeling, and I decide to leave quickly. Later on in the cabin, I recounted my trip, Only to find out, my brothers both found the same road and had the same experience separately. That was 20 years ago, and we haven't been back. Last year, I tried to take my 45-year-old brother to the house, and he was terrified, literally screaming me to stop at one point. I was driving a truck. We did find out what happened there after talking to the locals, Apparently, a woman burned alive. It's the creepiest thing I've ever experienced. One curious user asks, Whereabouts in Virginia, if you don't mind me asking? The author replies, Sorry, everyone, I'm a teacher, and this time of year is very busy. It's Bland County, Virginia, close to the West Virginia border. The entire woods there is creepy, even when armed. Our little plot of land is fine. It's just the woods. Another user chimes in. I had a feeling it was either Bland or Giles. I am terrified of driving on Route 100 past 42 after dark. And the author says, there's something in those woods. The seventh story comes from Nephthys. I went camping with two friends back in 2011. At the time, I lived in a rural area, which is pretty much in the border of the Amazon jungle. We set up our camp under some mango trees near a deserted road, and we took the first day to explore our surroundings. Soon night comes, and it begins to rain. One of my friends forgot his tarp back at home, and since his tent wasn't waterproof, we had to share mine. We wake up later in the night, hearing the sound of a calf crying. Sure, there were some properties nearby, and it wasn't uncommon that the cattle would roam around. We listened closely, and whatever was making that noise, it was coming from directly above us. It was coming from up the mango tree. Too long didn't read, went camping in the middle of nowhere, and got spooked by spider cattle. A user asks, could a jaguar or something similar have dragged a calf up a tree? And another user says it sounds like a bat. I used to live in a city where mango trees in the backyard were very common and the fruit bats would nest in the trees. They might sound like crying baby animals. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The eighth story is by an anonymous user. I went camping for a weekend with my best friend and her dad when we were about 15 or so. On the last night there, I woke up in the middle of the night. It must have been three in the morning or later. I didn't check the time because there was someone walking around. You could hear the soft, crunchy rustle of pine needles. It had the pace and sound of a large person. The footsteps came straight up to the tent that me and my best friend were in, and they just stopped. There was no shadow or silhouette coming from it, but I wasn't sure if it was just because the moonlight was at a different angle. I thought something was going to take me that night. My best friend turned out to have heard it too, as they were staring at me. We never heard the footsteps leave, And we would have heard it too because we stayed awake until the sun came up. No footsteps walking away and no shadows. We didn't go out of the tent until we heard her dad wake up and started getting the campfire going again. Then we ran out and started screaming and crying. We both confirmed with each other what we heard and saw. She also looked for the shadow, but she didn't see anything. Her dad looked around the entire campsite and didn't find a single thing out of place. It was very weird. The freakiest thing was thinking that something could have stood outside the tent, observing us somehow. It definitely felt like it knew we were there, if there was anything there at all. Too long didn't read, heard footsteps coming out of the woods and standing next to the tent, but nothing walked away. The ninth story comes from Mrs. Bebe. I love to camp and hike and hunt, but this isn't actually my story. I grew up in the Rockies, and my dad and his best friend would go camping a lot. They were business partners, so sometimes after a rough week at work, they would load up in a truck and disappear for a couple of days. One very snowy weekend they did just that and went way up in the mountains. They didn't take a tent, but instead they built a lean-to with a tarp so that the heat from their fire would get caught underneath it and keep them both warm, way warmer than a tent. When they woke up the next morning, there were mountain lion tracks in the snow all around their campsite and a few were just inches from where their heads were laying. They came home early. One user adds, mountain lions are so scary. And someone replies, Red Dead Redemption taught me this. The 10th story is from a user who deleted their account after giving me permission to read their story, so I'm going to keep them anonymous. It goes as follows. This is actually a true story that happened many years ago now, even though it's going to sound like it was written by a five year old boy. I was camping with my family in a campsite, and it was night. I was in my own tent, since I was a young adult at the time and liked my privacy. Everyone else was in the fifth will sleeping. I heard a loud bang coming from near the fifth will. And then, I kid you not, something that sounded like a loud fart. Of course, I laughed and I said something because I assumed it was someone in my family coming outside for some reason. But I didn't get a response. There were more sounds coming from behind my tent, then from the other direction. And then I started hearing those sounds coming from all over our little campsite at the same time as if there were multiple people passing gas everywhere. Of course, I thought it was a prank, so I just started laughing hysterically. But then, amongst those silly sounds, I started hearing what I can only describe as plops of water falling all around my tent. I kept asking what they were doing out there, but no one responded to me, and I didn't hear any more footsteps. Then the commotion got really loud. The gas noises, plops of water whirling around my tent like a tornado. And then I began to see their silhouettes and shadows against my tent. And whatever they were, I knew then that they were not people. They looked like little flying fairies or birds. But what birds would do that at night or in general? They were flying around and they were definitely not touching the ground at any point. They began to circle my tent so fast, it's the only time in my life that I was laughing and terrified at the same time. Eventually, I ended up yelling for my family. My mom came out of the fifth wheel, and everything just stopped. I crawled out of the tent and no one was there, save for my mother, of course. I asked her if they were responsible for all the noises, and she said that they were all asleep before I woke them up. Of course, they didn't believe my story. No one ever does, but I swear I did not hallucinate this or even dream it. When I checked outside and around my tent, the ground was completely dry, which weirded me out because I could hear the sounds of like buckets of water dropping on the ground I did scope around the campsite too, but I found no evidence of kids pranking me or anything like that. It was really weird. My family thought I was crazy after that. One user replies A lot of folklore about fairies involves them luring and kidnapping children. I don't believe in them or anything, but I'm sure as heck happy you didn't open the tent. And someone else comments, Sounds like there may have been a gas leak. And our final story comes from Sunset Dreams 1111. This story was in the same thread, but it doesn't match the topic, though it was too creepy to pass up. Here it goes. In response to a previous story, they say, I definitely believe your story and thank you for sharing. It gave me goosebumps. I have a similar story to a supernatural experience. My mom passed away at her home and I was with her the final days of her life. We put a hospital bed in the living room and I was on night duty. My mother would wake up at random times and she'd be laughing and carrying on a full conversation with someone. At one point, she was laughing so hard and told me, pick up my brother's playing cards. He keeps throwing them on the floor. Her brother had been her best friend and was coaching a baseball game when he passed away 15 years ago of a sudden heart attack. She rarely mentioned him after his passing because it was so traumatic for her. So this... It really caught me off guard when she talked to him like he was right there. She was awake and coherent with me and clearly could see something I could not. Fast forward six months. My mom had passed away and I was back in the same living room all alone. I called my nine-year-old nephew to FaceTime and we chatted for a second. Then he suddenly got quiet scrunched his nose and looked very confused. He said, "'Who was that man?' I was like, "'Huh? I'm home alone.' Then all of a sudden, I got really scared. I asked, "'What man?' He told me, "'The one in the baseball clothes "'who keeps walking back and forth behind you.' Mind blown, I was speechless A couple of days later, I asked him to describe the man behind me and my nephew told me very specific things about the guy he saw. I knew then he was describing my uncle. Black hair, mustache, and wearing baseball clothes. After that, I knew without a doubt that there is life beyond here and I truly believe we have angels among us. One user simply comments, holy crap. The world is full of mysteries and terrors. And at one point in time, we would only know this if we experienced it ourselves or if someone we knew in person told us their story. But now you can go on a thread with 20 million subscribers, ask to hear people's experiences and get answers from all over the world. Plus, the stories get voted by most popular, so you always get something juicy. I want to give a thanks to all the Reddit users who let me use their stories. Stories from everyday people that show us there are still mysteries in the world. All you gotta do is go for a hike. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed this video. And don't forget, you can send me your scary stories at darknessprevails.org slash submit. If you want to support my channel further, you can download my free app Spooked on the Google Play Store to get my content in one easy place. Follow me on Twitter at darkprevails and never miss an update or get your name in the credits at the end of the video by donating any amount on my Patreon at patreon.com darknessprevails. And as always, here are my five favorite early comments from the previous full video, about 10 rainstorm stories. EZGIPI says, First, okay, probably not anymore while I'm typing this. GDI, what do I do for senpai to notice me? Legend says that if you open a bag of Funions, he'll appear licking your toes. That's how I met my wife. Fireshard2 says, so darkness, do you know Candle Cove? Heck yeah, that was my favorite show back in the day. Demonetized Car Wash says, "Why don't catfish have kittens?" All I can think in reply to this is hush puppies. Like that's the only word in my mind when I read your comment, hush puppies, and now I want some. Butterstick and Co says, "See, darkness was supposed to die in Infinity War." What they didn't know is that he's more powerful than Stan Lee himself. If I was born with a superpower, knowing my luck, it'd be something mundane, like every other poo doesn't stink. And Drew says, Tacos are very good, Mr. Darkness. Do you agree? I'm suspicious of you, partly because of the clown face you put at the end like a weirdo, and partly because I did have tacos after I made that video. Are you stalking me, Drew? Anyways, guys, thanks so much for watching. More scary videos are coming soon. Here are the credits to my awesome patrons who continue to donate and make this channel possible. Until next time, stay safe out there and stay creepy.